everyone, and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast, the podcast for all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. And today we are talking about season two, episode two, Shutterbugged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god, that sounded like so not exciting. We're so pumped about Shutterbug right now. No, okay. I will say, I will say, this was surprisingly low on my list. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was going to be that low. I moved it up 12 positions. Whoa. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> I can do it. I didn't document it on my on my blog. In your like head now for yeah. like, yeah. In my head, I'm like, this could totally be ahead of these other episodes. Mm-hmm. This episode was directed by Peter Baldwin and written by Mark Warren. It's a good story. I mean, it's like a kind of a, you know, common trope, I guess. School picture day, at least. Yeah. 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 The picture day thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This was number two in production. uh, So that's good. Yeah. It genuinely belongs here. Not like Starstruck, which was like a millionth in production. And we were saying, too, before we started recording that I never liked the title of this episode. Yeah. And that I always got it confused with Starstruck being back-to-back, Starstruck, Shutterbugged. Like, in my head, it was always just, like, really... Me too. Two one-word titles that start with S, back-to-back. Yeah. And Shutterbug sounds like it could mean Starstruck. Like, yeah. Like, when I was a kid, I didn't know what that meant, mm-hmm. you know? But, yeah, it's kind of a weird word. But, mm-hmm. yeah. You said you had a t- an alternate title for this later on? Yes. Okay. This episode has a 7.9 on IMDb, which is pretty high. And I forgot to say what Starstruck had. I don't even know if I wrote it down, but it wasn't that high. It was like a 7.4 or something like that. It was kind of low for such a big episode, but... Yeah. I think because it features maybe like features a boy band, people Mm. are like, ah, yeah, that's a stupid episode or something. (laughs) Poor BB Mac. This episode premiered on my birthday. Oh, cool. June 22nd, 2001. So before we get into it, I do have an email that I'd like to read. This is from Tom, someone named Tom. And the title of the email is New Listener. And they say, Thank you, Brittany and Ethan. I had never heard of Even Stevens until seeing Honey Boy. Huh? I know, right? I searched IMDb to see what this show Shia was involved with was. I was excited to see that the series is now on Disney+, and now I'm thrilled to have your podcast full of thoughts and insights to look forward to. I've only watched up to season one, episode 12, but now I'm considering restarting with a new perspective due to your great work. Any tips on how and what to consider when ranking episodes? Hope you are keeping well during COVID-19, Tom. Yeah. First of all, thank you, Tom. And that's amazing that, you know, to have discovered even Stevens in that way. Like, imagine that. It's like Shia was involved in a show. What? Googling it. Oh, even Stevens. What's this? Yeah. It's like when people discovered Johnny Depp was on 21 Jump Street. Well, like old, like younger people. Yeah. It's definitely a cool. I mean, I can't even imagine like discovering it. Like that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Tips for ranking. I think for me, I go with just the flow is kind of like the first thing that I always think of, which is why like a lot of my higher ones are kind of have the intertwined subplots Mm -hmm. with Ren and Lewis. Obviously, like for me, I look at comedy, the pacing and the narrative comedy. Um, You look at the character development. I know a lot. Yeah, that's a big thing for me. That's like the last thing that I look at because that's not why I like the show back in the day. So I kind of go based off of, you know, 
how I viewed it back then. Yeah. Because um, I'm always thinking of the bigger story. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Even like with the show like this where each episode is contained, basically. Mm, yeah. yeah. And, the, and, the, and at the same time, like that's what you get out of this. Sh- that's one of the things you get out of the show. For me, when I was a kid, even now, like I don't really, I shouldn't say I don't care about it, the depth, because to me, I think that there's like a depth in every story, maybe not an overarching development. You get a piece of the character in everything. Like here you get the softer side of Ren and Lewis's relationship. Like that's cool. And that's kind of something that I look for more now. The Tawny and Lewis stuff, that never really was like a factor for me, I guess. Hmm. I watch the show for Lewis, um, obviously, and uh, one of my biggest ranking things is how good was Lewis in this episode. That's like Mm. a big one for me. So what do you got? Like on the website, I pretty much said that I I think I've said this before, um, that I ranked mainly based on my personal favorites came into play sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But then quality plot lines, quotable dialogue, hilarity, how iconic the episode is within the series and all of our memories, I guess, um, character development and overall entertainment value. Yeah. If an episode makes me laugh, that's like an easy way for it to be higher ranked than another episode. Mm. I'd say whatever you get out of the show, whatever like you connect with the most, which ones contain that spirit. Yeah. And that's how I would rank it. You know, that's mm-hmm. what you and I both do. I think in our own way. Yeah. I think that's without even realizing, I think. Yeah. That's why there's discrepancies between our lists and that's why some of them are the same because sometimes we get the same thing out of an episode. Sometimes we get different things out of an episode. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely go based off that. I think that's my best advice. Yeah. Because like I said, I I did try to be objective. (laughs) Um, It's hard. I mean, you like the show. Your own personal taste, I think, should be the most important thing. Yeah. We're not voting best picture here. You know what I mean? No, no, Yeah. (laughs) But thank you, Tom. Thanks so much for yeah, writing. So thanks. glad that you discovered the show and our podcast, like, right at the same time. That's yeah. super cool. I hope you enjoy listening and watching the show. So the Disney Plus synopsis is, Ren has her braces removed just in time for her school pictures, only to have very chubby, very swollen cheeks ruin everything. <laughs> oh, man. And nothing about the subplot. Nope. Which the subplot is basically Lewis leaves sushi under his bed, his room becomes contaminated, and he has to bunk with Donnie for two weeks. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So I have this episode ranked number 30. Um, mm-hmm. And I guessed 30 because it's just one of those numbers, like a solid number that I just sort of remembered what I might have had there. Yeah. And you? I thought I had this like in the top. 25 mm. um and i looked and it said 44 yeah. and i was like why is it so low because i remember looking forward to this episode i remember liking this episode i think when i just re-watched the series when i was doing my rankings it had probably been a while since i watched this episode and in my little blurb i said there wasn't enough lewis in it mm. but even then i really liked it every moment he's in it is pretty phenomenal i think and then even the rent stuff is good I will say, though, I, I'm not sure I love how they made Wexler come off in this mm. episode. That's yeah. like the one thing that I kind of have a problem with because he's always so uh, not reasonable necessarily, but he's never just completely unfair. Mm. But they they, re- they did redeem it later on. But I don't know. I always hated how they made Wexler come out, appear to be in this episode mm. personally. 
Yeah, so for my general, I wrote that this episode went by pretty quickly, considering that not much is actually happening. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, they kind of intertwine the Ren and Lewis thing a little bit, Mm -hmm. but then they're also two completely separate plots. Like, I always used to forget that the Ren, I mean, the Lewis and Donnie plot was the same episode as the picture day because mm. there is still a Lewis kind of a thing in regards to the picture day too. Yeah. Not a lot happens, but a, a lot of different scenes happen, I think. Yeah. We get scenes. <laughs> we get some scenes. But in my original review, I said that it starts to feel a little slow once it hits the second half. Yeah. I, I put that too, actually. Yeah. And I think I still feel that way. I was enjoying it. And then Around the second half when, you know, Ren starts doing the protest and stuff, yeah. it starts to it starts to slag a little bit. Um, and, and I think that's what I meant when I said there's not enough Lewis because he kind of brings the energy early on, even with the conflict with Ren and stuff. Um, and then you kind of don't see a lot of him. And then he comes back and it kind of picks back up again, just the pacing. Mm-hmm. But then again, I mean, like, they're not going to really fit him in a ton. And, and he, he was utilized really well in this episode, I think, too. Yeah. It is kind of like an awkwardly paced episode. It is. But I liked it more than the 44, which is why I moved it up. Yeah. And I said like, yeah, because yeah, Lewis also kind of saves the day twice yeah. towards the end, which is nice. I love their relationship here, too. Yeah. There's there's some really nice moments. Yeah. It's easily one of the best and most memorable Ren-centric plots, I'd say. Yeah. I said that it's very memorable for a few different reasons, you know, even yeah. besides the Cheeks. Lewis's subplot is pretty weak. I mean, when you think about it, yeah, he's just bunking with Donnie. Like, it's just an excuse to have them have a like a relationship story. Yeah, like Lewis and Donnie. Yeah, yeah. But I said, you know, it has its moments, definitely. You know, because Lewis shares his subplot with Donnie, so yeah, that's kind of cool because Donnie's always good. It's also interesting that there are three. Two of them are one-offs, and one of them is a two-off, and this yeah. was his first appearance. It's just like a weird, it's just kind of random mm-hmm. that there are three brand new characters for this episode. Yes, I wrote that too. I said there are some fun characters like Ryan Zellpepper, Mr. Capizzi, and a lot of clips of, uh, were used on promos. Yeah, especially the stuff with Carlos Alizraki. Really? Yeah, he, he used to say, who's my next victim? Like, that was in tons of promos. Oh, wow, really? For some reason, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then, like, the quotes, like, you know, that's what you get for being a high achiever. And... Yes, that was on a bunch of stuff, too. Yeah. I think, honestly, I feel like it's probably the same promo that they just aired constantly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the earlier episodes get more promo treatment, too, because they're the first ones that kind of get submitted, and so they just start chopping them up and using them for promos. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, yeah, so those are all my thoughts. Yeah, same here, I guess, pretty much. So, plot point time. This episode opens with Ren in her room, looking in the mirror, practicing how she's going to smile for her school picture. (laughs) It's so cringy. So, Eileen comes walking in, you know, just to fast forward a little bit through the scene. She tells Ren, basically, that her dentist can squeeze her in right before school. To get her braces removed because Ren doesn't want her eighth grade yearbook picture to be her having a quote unquote fence across her teeth. She doesn't want to be remembered as the girl with the fence across her teeth. First of all, she has clear braces. You can barely (laughs) even tell that she's wearing them half the time. It just gets me so mad because I'm like, honey, you are in middle school. (laughs) Middle school. Do you know how many other kids have braces? Yeah. 
also like nobody cares. No. <laughs> Do you know the last time I looked at my middle school yearbook? Well, I look at my middle school yearbook all the time. Uh, I look at my high school yearbook. Middle school was my favorite time in life. And I made all my best friends. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's still not serious, you know? No. Like, way. I, look, at, I have I have all my stuff right at the ready. Here's my middle school yearbook. I have it right here. Is that the one you made? No, this is the actual one. Oh, okay. This is me. Man, you, you tan so hard. I know. <laughs> I look awful in my yearbook picture. I have greasy hair. I have braces. My bottom jaw is like, ah, like all crooked. <laughs> I have my tattoo choker necklace on. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's not good. And I have no makeup whatsoever. Story time with Ethan real quick. So your eighth grade one, like, you know, you wear the cap and gown and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to be obsessed with my hair, like, insanely obsessed with my hair. I remember my barber, for some reason, I couldn't get a haircut in the same barber I went to every single time. And my dad was like, let's just go to Supercuts. And I was oh, like, God. fine, whatever. Let's go to Supercuts. By the way, I haven't been back to Supercuts in 20 years almost because of this. And so I went to Supercuts and I told them, I was like, okay, this is my hairstyle. It's very simple. I'm having my pictures, whatever. This lady just straight up does one of those things where she's like, I've never had scissor work done like that on my hair. She only used scissors. She didn't use any razor. Like I didn't get a fade or nothing. I was like so mad. And my hair literally was chopped up. It looked like someone took a lawnmower. I was livid. I was so mad. Was this for school pictures you said? Yes. It was right. It was the day before my school pictures. I ended up calling my barber and I was like, yo, this lady chopped up my hair. Are you, do you have any, I need you to fix it like ASAP. So I went in and, uh, you know, he was like, wow, yeah, don't ever go to Supercuts again. I was never going to go to Supercuts again. And uh, he fixed it up and it looked presentable at least from, I mean, from my eighth grade standards. But I look back now and I'm like, I don't even care. You know what I mean? Mm. You look back 20 years or 15 years, even 10 years, even dude, I look like a kid, you know, you don't. Yeah. You don't even care how you look like when you're 13 anymore. No one, no. you realize nobody cares. Exactly. I'm like, um, yeah, I'm literally 13. I don't, it does, <laughs> does not matter. <laughs> That's but anyway, funny. we're super off topic again. Yeah, but that yeah. was story time with Ethan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just always bothered me when Ren's doing this because I'm like, honey, trust me, it's not going to matter. Nope. Oh, there goes yeah. the ice cream truck. That can be the Ethan Storytime music. <laughs> I feel like the ice cream truck goes by all the time. And I still don't know why we have an ice cream truck going around during a pandemic. <laughs> That's true, right? So Eileen basically tells Ren, like I said, you know, that the dentist said that he could squeeze Ren in before school. And I say every single time, I say, this is a bad idea because you don't know what could go wrong. And something goes wrong, uh, big time. And that's why I said I would be too nervous to cut it that close. You know what I mean? Yeah, the that day. I would be way too nervous. I'd be like, nah, 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 something's going to go wrong. Because that's just the way I think, that like something's always going to go wrong. (laughs) So there's no way. But, uh, But Ren being Ren, like we said... This is her needing to be perfect. You know, and what what does she get? It blows up in her face, literally. <laughs> literally inside of her face. <laughs> yeah, so Ren's super happy about this news. She's hugging Eileen. They're bouncing up and down. And then Lewis appears in the doorway, which I love. I, I'm sorry. I hate to break up, which is, you know, clearly a lovely mother-daughter moment. But uh, there's a situation in my room. It's 
very scary. <laughs> um, yeah, and goes and runs to his room, and then we see the <laughs> hazardous waste removal team, you know, walking into Lewis's room like it's, you know, a portal to the Upside Down, just spraying mm. everything. There's that sign outside that just says, do, do not, not smell. smell. <laughs> <laughs> Caution, do I not smell. It. And doesn't it have, like, the nose clip on it? Yeah, yeah. like a, a close a clothespin on someone's nose or something. An emoji, almost a yeah. clothespin on an emoji's nose or something like yeah. that. And I love Donnie. Why are there spacemen all over the place? <laughs> <laughs> and then Lewis breaks character very subtly here when Ren's talking. Really? He, like, laughs at what she's saying, and he's, like, trying not to. Huh. He, like, look, when she's describing, like, very subtly. Yeah, he starts, does a little... like, smirking. Yeah, he does a little smile, yeah. When she talks, yeah. Yeah, that is an emoji. It's like a little sad face emoji yes. with a clothespin. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh. And I love the casual dialogue here. You know, the guys walking into the room and Lewis just saying, watch my bed frame, please. Guys, watch my bed frame. (laughs) Watch my bed frame. His highest priority is the bed frame. (laughs) Yeah, but then he, like, tears Donnie's bed apart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so Eileen, of course, tells Lewis. Lewis! How many times have I told you not to leave leftover sushi under your bed? Look, I'm sorry. There's so many rules in this house. It's hard to keep them all straight. Love that line. Yeah, it's a good one. You know, basically, Eileen tells him that it's going to take at least two weeks to kill whatever's growing in his room. And Donnie basically says, it's okay. You can bunk with me. Why not? And to that I say, there's many reasons why not. Uh, but we're not, you know, you'll, you'll find out soon enough, Donnie. And over the course of this episode, Donnie is surprisingly easygoing about all the oh, yeah. things oh, yeah. that are getting his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically the opening scene, setting mm-hmm. everything up. And then cuts to, you know, straight to the dentist. And Ren is getting her braces removed. And she's just super excited. The dentist is, yo, how do you say his last name? Carlos? Carlos Rocky. Yeah. Carlos Rocky. Pretty uh, famous dude. Yeah, pretty big guest star. I've met him in person. Um, he was actually my best friend who I've talked about. Um, his dad is is a comedian, stand-up comedian. He, he's friends with Carlos. Huh. Carlos Rocky. Yeah, nice dude. Uh, I brought up the Even Stevens when I met him too. He thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. He was the voice of the Taco Bell dog. Yep. The voice of Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. And it's funny because his name in this episode is Dr. Paws. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if that was like a joke, the Taco Bell dog, like pa- dog Paws. Ah. <laughs> Even though it's not spelled like that, but I thought maybe yeah, it was like a, I don't know. Paws. I don't know if it was yeah. conscious. <laughs> yeah, I think it was filmed at a real dentist too, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say... Like, it looks a lot like a real dentist's office. I do remember on Funny or Die, Christy was on mm-hmm. that a few years ago, like, did, like, a live chat on their Facebook page or something. Yeah. And she said that she genuinely got her braces removed while they were filming. Yeah. Like, on set. Oh, on set. Interesting. So then it, they must have just said, let's film at the dentist's office. I bet she- you something like that. It looks really... I mean, usually you can tell if it's, it looks like identical to a dentist set. Not that they wouldn't be able to re- replicate that, but mm-hmm. it's also, why would you need to? I'm sure any dentist's office would let you film in in one of their rooms. But yeah, right? It's just interesting how, yeah. if that if that is the case. So like they have the actor come to like pretend like he was taking it off, but then like... Someone else took it off, yeah. Yeah, then someone took it off and then they went back to filming or whatever. Hmm. That's cool if that is what happened. 
Yeah, uh, that'd be interesting to ask uh, somebody. I, mean, I definitely remember that's what she had said. Because at first she said, that was my real dentist taking my braces off. I'm like, yeah, it was not him. <laughs> maybe her, his hands. So they might have like showed his hands doing yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that was an interesting thing. Yeah, I got my braces taken off on the show. But you know how Hollywood we are here in L.A. is that my actual orthodontist played the guy. Yeah, no, my orthodontist took my braces off in the scene. Oh, wow. So if you see him, he's like the guy that's taking off my braces. And um, that's just so Hollywood. So she gets her braces off. She's so happy. So much so that she doesn't really care or pay attention to when the dentist tells her that she had a little bit of an infection. So he put some medication on the inside of her mouth, like up near her gums and stuff. And he said, be sure to look out for some mild side effects from the medication. She's like, "Ah, yeah, whatever. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of infection could she have? I think that was like so ridiculous. I mean, that was clearly a plot device. Yeah. So ridiculous. Oh, you got a little infection there. Let me just put on some medication. Okay, there we go. Who's my next victim? <laughs> and there's the kid with the headgear. I know. I, I wrote in my notes, I was like, the dentist is always portrayed as hell yeah. on TV. I don't know why. More so than any other kind of doctor. Yeah, it's like the thing. No kid ever wants to. I used to love going to the dentist. I lo- I, <laughs> I've had the same dentist since I was born. And we invited him and my uh, hygienist. We invited both of them to our wedding. And Oh, my gosh. Yeah, love my dentist. That's crazy. Shout out Dr. Chris Weeke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate the dentist. Really? Just because, oh, I, I don't it. know, it's just uncomfortable, I guess. They do that thing, too, like, that I love that every dentist does where they, like, talk to you while they're all inside your mouth. It's like, you can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> I love so they, that. Like, it's they, like, they made, like, a whole <laughs> joke about that, like, oh, no, no, Yeah. He's just like complimenting Lewis and stuff and she can't even, de- <laughs> yeah, she, she can't, can't even, even like defend herself. It's nope. awesome. Yep. I love that. So then cuts straight to school pictures and we see Ryan Zellpepper. <laughs> honestly, played by Brendan Jefferson, who we all probably know best as X-Ray from Holes. Yep. Which is yeah. so cool that he was in not one but two episodes of Even Stevens before yeah. doing Holes with Shia. A couple decoms too. Yeah, and I was going to save it for trivia, but he was also in possibly the best Shia LaBeouf movie of all time, Monkey Business. From, oh, from yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have that on DVD. It's a modern classic. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it is so bad it's good but it's so great it's they are tiny in that movie yeah no that's like Shia's one of his first or second thing ever very young oh yeah he's super little and Brendan Jefferson plays one of his friends it's yeah pretty cool and, and Brendan Jefferson hasn't had a single acting role since 2004 and I tried looking up a picture of this fool I couldn't find him anywhere oh my gosh he does not exist like that's crazy to like just totally drop off the grid like that yeah I mean, Brandon Jefferson's a, a common name too. Like, mm. I kept finding like this little boy on Instagram named Brandon Jefferson. <laughs> like, I couldn't find, I couldn't find the actual guy. <laughs> it's just so a random. little boy, just a random little boy. Yeah, if anyone has a, a modern picture, or if Brandon Jefferson, you're listening, <laughs> please let us know you're doing all right. <laughs> let us know you're alive at least, bro. It, it's so funny though right because he has a very like familiar face yeah like you you see this guy you're like i don't know why i know who he is but he's in stuff 
But not just that. I mean, just as a person, he just looks like someone that you could know. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, totally. In real life. He just seems like your friend. Yeah, he does, actually. Which is, I think I think we talked about this before, that he fits in really well. And I almost wish he was in more episodes. You feel like he is. And he has two very, very small parts in the both, mm-hmm. in both episodes he's in. As opposed to, like, Artie Ryan, who actually plays, like, a bigger role in, in mm-hmm. more episodes. But, uh, yeah, it's so random. Well, because he's in one of the most popular episodes of the series. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So, but also, yeah, he is in Holes, which I think kind of conflates it for mm-hmm. us with him and Shia. Yeah. Um, and obviously, everyone's seen Monkey Business. <laughs> yeah, so. of course. But man, that is funny. Zell Pepper. Ryan Zell Pepper and the photographer. <laughs> uh, this is one of my favorite lines in the whole episode. Is played by Wesley Mann. Who yeah. is one of the many recycled actors uh, on That's So Raven that David oh, okay. Stevens yeah, yeah. used? So Ryan is getting ready to pose for his picture. And this freaking photographer, every time I watch this, I go, How old does he think these kids are? This guy has a little teddy bear thing where he's like, Look at Mr. Happy Bunny and say, Crepeasy. Crepeasy. First of all, you're making these kids say your last name. If, if everyone said cheese or crepeasy or something like that in their pictures, everyone would look like this. You don't smile when you say cheese. Yeah. You don't go cheese. Che- oh, no, yeah. Hey, can I have some cheese? <laughs> <laughs> like a mad quick smile. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Crepeasy. I guess. <laughs> I'm trying the worst, to do it. Like the most lame smile ever. But yeah, just the Mr. Happy Bunny thing. I'm just like, what? Uh, this guy is so out of it, which I mean, he is. Well, and then the next line after that he says to Ryan is like the best ever. Yeah. But I just laugh and we'll get to more of it later. It's like are, the kids at Lawrence Junior High are physically incapable of posing for a picture. Except for Lewis. <laughs> I know, apparently, yeah. It's crazy because he's sitting here totally fine. And then he's like, oh, yeah, just look at Mr. Happy Bunny and say crepeasy. He goes, crepeasy, puts his jaw on the complete other side of his mouth. He gives his jaw whiplash, basically. Yeah, like makes the most ridiculously confused looking face. I'm like, honey, you can't just smile. You can't just say the word, not question it like that. Oh, it's so funny. And then obviously that's the exact moment when Crippy decides to take the picture. Yeah. So I'm like, it's either these kids are terrible at posing or he's a, just terrible at capturing moments. Yes. Or both. I think it's a combination of both. Both. <laughs> yes. Also, you take a couple of shots, too, and then they pick the one where you're not blinking. Yeah. Doesn't Ryan say, like, I think my face was a little distorted or something. Yes. <laughs> and then he says, they'll touch it up or whatever at the studio or something. Yep. And then uh, he was like, and then it'll make you look like. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll look, you'll look just like Regis Philbin. I don't want to <laughs> look like Regis Philbin. I love that line. I was, I forgot about that line, and then it was making me laugh so hard that I don't want to look like Regis Philbin. And then he just like shoves him out the door. Yep. Like, why? How in the world would Ryan Zellpepper in a million years look like Regis Philbin? <laughs> also, that's like the most dated reference. Yep. It was so funny. I was laughing. To to the Crepeasy, Regis Philbin is like the embodiment of beauty to yep. this guy. <laughs> yep. I know, and they'll and they'll touch it up at the studio. It's like really they're gonna completely Photoshop Ryan's jaw in place <laughs> and everything. Like, come on. 
it's funny. Krapizi is just trying to wrap everything up. And Ren comes running in late and she keeps her back to the camera basically this whole time. We don't see her face. Obviously, they're hiding it. Uh, when she turns around to, like to pose for the picture, even when he holds up Mr. Happy Bunny, the ha- like the bunny is conveniently covering her face. She's so happy. And she goes, so am I good? I didn't blink. Like, everything's great. He's like, oh, yeah, you look great, kid. Blah, blah, blah. And she turns around. Bam! You know, get that music cue. And two giant, giant mounds on her face. Just two giant cheeks. Like the most obvious prosthetic cheeks in the world. But they're so funny, though. I know, they're so funny. But it's funny, though, because I never never thought that they looked that bad until Dennis said that he thought they looked bad. I liked it, though. I thought that kind of added to the charm of the whole situation it's just funny like it's <laughs> they're so massive and she just looks so happy-go-lucky yep <laughs> the contrast is hilarious then when they take her vanity and just like flip it on its head and put it in the most ridiculous scenarios ever those are really funny to me like that and then obviously yeah. uh, strictly ballroom because every time i th- think about this though was this is what sucks about being a critically thinking child, uh, which I still think sometimes, I'm just like, okay, no, there is no way. She wouldn't feel it on her cheeks. She wouldn't feel it yeah, on her cheeks unless exactly. the medication made her numb. Yeah, because you would feel, I mean, if your cheeks, you can even see it. Like, I can see my cheeks when I smile. Yeah, I, yes, exactly. If you had yeah. these two giant mounds, there is no way. And I also said, I know before. You look in the mirror, right? I always look in the mirror. It doesn't even yeah. matter if I was running late. I would have guys. I mean, you look in the mirror before you take a picture. Yeah. A yearbook picture, especially someone who cares that much. You're going to look in the mirror before. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't even care if I was running late. I would run into the bathroom. Yeah. Look real quick and then mm-hmm. run back. If she had exactly. just done that, this whole episode would have been avoided. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one thing is like maybe she because she was running so late. Maybe yeah. like she didn't have time. But think about it. How did she get there, though? In the car. Her mom dro- drove her. You you think she didn't look in the mirror? Yeah, exactly. In the car, you think? When did her cheeks swell up from the time she left the car to the time she got into school? That's like a thing in kids shows too. Is like people get places and like they're supposed to make the audience forget that their parents actually have to like drive them there. Because I was thinking those cheeks must have swelled up real fast. Otherwise, Eileen is a terrible mother for not yeah. telling Ren that her cheeks have swollen up. So then it is great when she's just so happy. She leaves uh, the the school picture room and starts walking down the hall. That's one of the best moments. I just my mom always laughs. Signature even Stevens like hallway one shot. She's walking, smiling at everybody. Oh hey, hey, oh hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. And uh, you know she just thinks everyone's staring at her because her beautiful teeth. It's it's great and it's kind of in slow motion too, right? I think. <laughs> yeah. Man. So she goes over to Lewis at his locker and she goes, Hey, Lewis, notice anything uh, different? And I love Shia's face. He's like searching so hard with his <laughs> eyes. He's making this like scrunched up face trying to see. Yeah. She, she's like, Oh, no braces. Oh, right. Braces. Sorry. I was distracted by your cheeks. <laughs> Why would you be distracted by my cheeks? <laughs> and then what I think is probably my best quote. It looks like you're smuggling meatballs from the cafeteria. Oh my god! I look like a blowfish. Good, Lewis. So when my when my son was first born, he he saw his little chubby cheeks, but he had some 
famously puffy cheeks and i we always used to say it looks like he's smuggling meatballs from the cafeteria <laughs> yep yeah i always use that line so it's a good one i love it and it's a very accurate description of what she looks like <laughs> yep <laughs> it's a it's a really well written line actually if you think about it yep uh, yeah, and then she goes, it's the medication that the dentist gave me. You know, I just took my school picture looking like this. What am I going to do? And Lewis being just super calm is just, you know what you do? You go to the guy and you ask for a reshoot. <laughs> He's like legitimately trying to help her. Yeah, but it's just so funny. That's like, really, Ren? You would never even think, obviously, first thought yeah. is, I have to get this taken again. I need again. to get it taken again, yeah. <laughs> Ren goes running outside to catch the photographer before he leaves and this is great too. Mr. Krapisi, you said that my picture was perfect. Yeah, so? Didn't you notice my cheeks? How could I miss those babies? Huh. I thought they always looked freakishly huge. I didn't want to insult you. Ah, oh, how very sweet of you. I demand a reshoot. Huh, forget it, kid. It's against company policy. What? No reshoots. I mean, what are you going to say if someone has cheeks like that? Yeah. Because if it is their real cheeks, then you'll offend them, so... Makes sense. Because, I mean, she was so happy. Why, yeah. You know, why would she be happy if she didn't always look like that? You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have been like, all right, sweet. It's as good as she's going to look, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she says that, you know, I demand a reshoot. And he says that the company policy is very clear. No reshoots. I For some reason, I always hated how he said that line. Yeah, but, me too. No reshoots. Yeah, it's just, I, it's just cringy to me. Yeah, I, it always stood out to me too, actually. So basically, Kerpizi ends up deciding, okay, if your principal will pay for it, I'll consider authorizing a reshoot. And she's yeah. like, okay, great. And the way she goes, I am Principal Wexler's favorite student. As if we, you know, we all know, uh, your vice principal, Ren Stevens, this should not be a problem. And then, of course, Ren, this is definitely a problem. Oh, uh, yes. So she goes to Wexler and he basically tells her, no, if I authorize a reshoot for you, then I'll have to authorize one for everybody. By the way, the par- don't the parents pay for the pictures? Yeah. For my senior yearbook? I had to do a reshoot. Like, you just pay for it. You pay for it out of your pocket. Your parents pay for the reshoots. Hmm. <laughs> My yeah. mom cared more than I cared, but, um, yeah. They had reshoot days scheduled, I yeah. think. Because some people are absent, too, the day of pictures. Yep. You don't, you know, if you want to reshoot, just take it again during the makeup day. So, Ren basically, you know, she tells him, well, no, like, instead of having happy memories, I'm going to look back at this picture and remember what a miserable day I had. I get so mad in this scene she explains to him but my my orthodontist he gave me some medicine and it made my cheeks swollen it looked fine to me i and i that's what i'm saying like i don't like how they pinned wexler in this episode like he comes off as a jerk the first two-thirds of this episode that line drives me insane because i hate when people do that it's like what is she lying you think she's lying you know what I mean? Yeah. She would lie about this. Why? Just because, like, your logic, you like, you don't know how to have decent logic doesn't mean that she's lying. And not only that, it's just like, you know what I mean? They take, like, how you look now yeah. as the gospel of what might have happened <laughs> earlier in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they look fine to me. It's like, well, excuse me, you didn't see me a few hours ago. Well, yeah, that'd be great if I was taking a picture now. I know. 
But I hate that. People do that all the time. Yeah. They make you feel like a fraud, even though you're not. Like they're gaslighting you or something almost. I hate yeah. it. I hate that too. Like you try to tell them something and they go, well, looks fine to me. So I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. And then you start feeling like a liar, even though you know <laughs> you're telling the truth. <laughs> yes. Or you feel like you're going crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Yeah. And even Ren like sort of touches her cheeks like, yeah. hmm, hmm. And she does it again like later too. I just, like I said, I just don't like how they made Wexler in this episode. And I love, because he's one of my favorites. And I mean, I like everyone, but it just. Hmm. So then it cuts to the Stevens house. And this is so cute, right? I love this scene. It's so great. This is my favorite scene. So Lewis comes in. He's, he just picked up the mail from outside. <laughs> and yeah. like he's walking in, looking at the mail. And Ren's sitting at their little breakfast nook kitchen table area. I love that area, by the way. It's so cute. Yeah. She's sitting there. And he says, hi, honey, I'm home. <laughs> They're just like super casual. Like you just yeah. believe their brother and sister. Just like a cute little conversation, you know? Yeah. Hi, honey, I'm home. You're late. Oh, was mom worried? No, she just figured that you got in some trouble and Wexler gave you paper pickup again. You know what's ridiculous? You make one rude sound during the Pledge of Allegiance. It's like a whole federal case. And uh, then suddenly, oh, look, yearbook photos are here. And I'm like, okay, wait, how much time has gone by in this universe? Yeah, I know. It's like... <laughs> Like, those take, like, probably a month to get after you take yeah. those pictures, yeah. Because they had to be, well, no, because we know that Lewis is only bunking with Donnie for two weeks. Yeah, but he still has a week left, though. At so a it has point. only been yeah. a week maximum. It's all exactly. Like yeah. It's only been a week max. Plus, she, she's not going to be protesting. A month no, after the a fact. A month later, yeah. That's what I was saying. It's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, I love that. Look, yearbook photo's here. not so bad <laughs> that honking noise when it zooms in <laughs> and i love just how shia laughs and this just this whole scene is like really really good just from beginning to end it is yeah <laughs> christy's scream when she sees the picture it's so good <laughs> she, you know, she's screaming in horror but she's so happy in the picture <laughs> <laughs> it looks way funnier when you see like the finished product oh my god i know that's what i'm saying like she's so happy <laughs> her cheeks look so ridiculous it's so funny and then yeah shia's amazing laugh eileen shows up what is going on here then ah oh uh, honey <laughs> <laughs> i love that delivery it's horrific it's like a terrible picture <laughs> yeah and then it's not so bad <laughs> Like when they're describing all the things that she's going to be in the yearbook for. <laughs> yep. I imagine just flipping through a yearbook and seeing yes. this picture on every page. <laughs> <laughs> I got a really good laugh of this episode. And then not only that, oh, man. it's just like when you look back at the yearbook and you go, wow, this chick with the giant cheeks was involved in everything. Yeah. Or like, you know how like you're friends with people in high school who maybe you didn't go to school with and they're, you like show each other your yearbook from middle school and you're yep. like, oh, and you're like, who is this person? Like <laughs> chipmunk on every page of your yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> this chipmunk. It's just the, I, the thought of this whole situation is really funny. It is. It's the way Shia rattles the stuff off too. Yours will be plastered all over the yearbook, whereas mine will only be in once. What are you talking about? Well, don't they put your uh, picture in for every activity? 
I mean, uh, school policy monitor, editor of the paper, that uh, lost and found thing. And, and you're probably going to be valedictorian. There you go. Okay, enough. Yeah, I leans in on it too. It's just really funny. Oh my gosh, it's so great. It is so funny. I love when Lewis screams at his own picture. Lewis, <laughs> ah! don't rub it in. Oh, it's my picture. It's the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, now, Lewis, you look very handsome in this picture. I made the best shaved dog butt face, and this hack totally missed it. Shaved dog butt face. Ren just goes, you know, I can't believe this is how people are going to remember me. <laughs> Which at the same time, I mean, that is true. I mean, that's terrible. Uh, I uh, love, I just love the, the irony that Lewis is the only normal picture of every, because everyone at school, like, their pictures are all messed up. Yep. And he's is the only one that looks normal. Can you imagine just a yearbook where everyone looks ridiculous except Lewis? <laughs> that's an alternate universe. Yeah, that's when he goes, yeah, that's what you get for being a high achiever. Because that's what she gets. That's how everyone's going to remember her. Because it's going to be in... Yeah, basically because it's going to be on like every single page, basically. Yeah. That's what she gets. Um, but yeah. also the fact that she was like, no, 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 I need to get my braces off before... Yeah, her vanity backfired. So then... Ren tells Eileen, she goes, it's not even just about the picture. It's just, it's an injustice. Eileen gets this idea. She's like, well, there is something you could do. Let me show you something. (laughs) Not even paralleled, by the way, these two scenarios. I know. One of them is like extreme sexism. And the other one is just not authorizing a picture reshoot. Eileen brings Ren into the dining room and Eileen whips out this old acoustic guitar she has. She explains. When I was in college, we petitioned the administration to offer some courses in women's studies. They wouldn't even listen to us. It was so unjust. We organized a protest. Hey, Mom, that's you. Uh Girls whine for (laughs) rights. That's totally chauvinistic. Well... That's what we were fighting against. In the guitar case, Eileen has this uh, newspaper cutout with the headline that says, Girls Wine for Rights. Oh my (laughs) God, it's so bad. And uh, they zoom in on this picture of Eileen. She has like the flower power headband kind of thing going on. Super long hair. And long hair. And she's looking all intense. And of course, Ren throws out the word chauvinistic. Yeah. She's just like, girls whine for rights. That is totally chauvinistic. And I'm like, yeah, as a kid, no idea what that means, but okay. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Man Mail. Yep. And I love that, though, the way it's, of course, I even wrote a protest song. Let me see if I can remember it. It's like, of course you're going to remember it for the sake of this scene. And I even wrote a protest song. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to see if I can remember it. Hey, Mr. Manmail, you're not a master. Sister, stand strong. Sister, stand strong. You may think fast, but we think faster. Sister, stand strong. Sister, stand strong. Come on, Ren, sing with me. Sister, stand strong. Sister, stand strong. Mr. Manmail is like such a ridiculous phrase. It is. Uh, I was really enjoying this whole episode, by the way. Yeah, no, this like, is so funny. <laughs> I feel like this is another thing that makes this episode memorable. Because I, I said, like, if mm-hmm. you put any sort of music in any episode, people will remember it. Yeah. Are we going to add this to the season-ending uh, song, best songs of the season? Oh, we have to then. We have to, right? Because it's super memorable, I think. Yeah, I think we should. 
one of the nominees for Song of the Season, Sister Stand Strong. Um, and I never, I, is it Sisters Stand Strong or Sister Stand Strong? Mm, I think, I don't know, probably Sisters, right? Because like yeah. we need to stand strong together. I don't know. I never really thought about it. I always thought it was sister. Me too. Like like whoever's singing it is singing it to the other to like yeah, remind like them sister, to stay strong. Yeah, that's true. It could be that. That's what I always thought it was. But yeah. yeah, that's probably what it. I don't know. It could be either one. Because in the Disney Plus captions it says sisters, but that's funny. And Eileen tells her, "Don't let them push you around at school. Stick up for what you believe in. Sister, stand strong. Sister, stand strong." Oh man. There are so many injustices in the world. The fact that she puts all of her time and energy into this. Yeah. I, it's funny for the episode, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. obviously innocuous. It's not supposed to be offensive or like. Anything. Yeah. But like if you really think about it, why isn't she protesting th- more important issues if she's like yeah. that dedicated to this? You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like Ren should be like Tawny and like always doing some yeah, protest exactly. about everything then if this is the case exactly like if you're in if you want to protest stuff that's fine also protest like the serious issues i mean yeah. ren is very like in a way self-serving oh yeah i was gonna say she she'll she'll get off her butt and risk getting expelled cuts from eileen's iconic feminist jam to Lewis and Donnie in Donnie's room playing stinky sock basketball on this rim and backboard that Lewis made from parts of Donnie's bed, which is very obvious. It's clearly Donnie's bed frame, like the little wheel on the bed frame and the metal and everything. Uh, But Donnie still eventually asks him, like, how did you rig this or whatever? Oh, I used whatever from your bed. It's like, oh, no, 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 but I I tested it. It's sound. (laughs) He literally took the entire bed frame (laughs) or like the... It just makes me wonder what the heck did he put underneath it to make Donnie think it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they sit on the bed and Donnie says that, you know, it's been nice having you as a roommate. And this whole time, though, I'm like, okay, but where is Louis sleeping? On the floor? Probably. (laughs) I'm like, there's nothing in Donnie's room right now to indicate that Louis has been staying there. Probably on the floor, yeah. They should have at least, like, made a point to show, like... To show a sleeping bag or something? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and so Lewis is like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's been pretty cool, except all my stuff's up in the attic. And he goes, well, you know, Lewis, you know, if you wanted to bring a few things down, that'd be all right. He's like, really? He's like, okay. And Donnie says, I'm going to use the can. So Donnie goes to the bathroom. By the time Donnie comes back... (laughs) Tornado Lewis has hit Donnie's room by the time Donnie comes back from the bathroom. So that was either one long trip to the bathroom or Lewis is a maniac. He got all that stuff down that quick in three minutes max. And Donnie is just so calm about the whole situation too. And then, but then, yeah, but then he comes down and he's like, okay, well, you're here now. Oh yeah, he's like, well, I suppose. Uh, And I love the way one of the first things you see is the three eyes wide shut poster that Lewis brings back and puts on the back of Donnie's door on the wall. You know, Lewis just tries to play it off by saying, if you're not the best big brother in the world or whatever, I demand a recount. I demand a recount. I love you, man. <laughs> he's like, ah, come here. Too, doesn't he say too much love? Does he? Does he? Too much love. Yeah, he says it twice. Yeah, he says that. Episode. Yeah, he says it a lot. Yeah, and so when Donnie's uh, gets him in like a headlock and every everything, and Lewis is like too much love, and they land on the bed, and the bed breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Just collapses. <laughs> oh my god, Lewis. 
So then it cuts to where Ren is protesting with a bunch of other students who hate how their pictures turned out. They have this chant. We are the blinkers. Yeah. What do we want? We when do we want them? As soon as it's feasible, but sometime within the next six weeks. We're trying to get a snappier chant. But I just think it's so funny that if you look quickly at some of the pictures that they yeah. go by a girl is picking her nose yes not the most opportune time to go digging for gold yeah oh wait hold on <laughs> <laughs> i must get this booger out every time i see that it reminds me of the picture day episode of ned's declassified i don't know if i remember that one. Oh man it was it was a big one it was i, th- I think it was pretty early on like one of the first ones that they like mm. drill into your ma- your mind you know i'm sure i've seen it but i just don't remember yeah it was season one directed by fred savage Oh, no way. That's cool. Wow. What uh, episode? I mean, season one, episode what you said? Uh, let me see now. Season one, episode seven. But it's just so funny because every time I see this girl picking her nose, I remember like one of Ned's tips was like, Here are some tips on how to avoid common mistakes. Don't talk when the picture's taken or you might look like this. Oh, and try not to blink. This one's self-explanatory. They cut to a picture of Coconut Head. With his finger just up his nose. <laughs> and Coconut Head's just like, ooh, like, like a deer in the headlights with his finger up his nose. And Ned just says, this one's self-explanatory. The tip just says, pick a pose, not your nose. Yeah, it's just not. <laughs> usually people try to be discreet when they're picking their noses. Yeah. <laughs> like so. right in front of a camera. Yeah, right. So we said um, Wexler confronts Ren about it. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on here? And she's like, oh, yeah, we want reshoots. And he's like, I told you no reshoots. And then I love when she calls when Wexler comes over and she says, Ren, are you still whining about those yearbook pictures? Whining? <laughs> you still don't get it, do you, Mr. Man Mail? You are not our master. What? <laughs> like, totally not even related to what, hap- what happened with her mom. Nope. And she's like, well, don't worry. We'll just be out here every day before and after school exercising our constitutional right to protest. It does fall in line with Matt when Matt Dearborn said how, like, you know, kids are inherently self-serving. I feel like you mentioned that all the time. Hey, well, yeah, but this one, I think, is like the most, especially if we're talking about protesting. I mean, mm-hmm. like, the only time we see them protesting is for a self-serving issue. It's true. Yeah. And it's so dramatic, too, right? So... Wexler threatens to expel her if she keeps it up, and yeah. then Ryan comes over. So what are we gonna do? I mean, uh, are we giving up? I don't know. <laughs> it's like so dramatic. They expect the audience to be like, oh no, like she might not get her picture <laughs> reshoot. The stakes are kinda low. We're not that invested in this plot line to that extent. Yeah. And they got the emotional, dramatic piano in the background, too. Yeah. Then it cuts back to Lewis and Donnie bunking. <laughs> now Lewis has strung up two hammocks for him and <laughs> him and Donnie, like bunk bed hammocks. No, I would not want to be on the bottom bunk of that. No. I feel like you'd die. <laughs> but you'd die on the top, too longer fall no but you'd get crushed yeah they're like suspended pretty high so again donnie comes in he's like lewis what's going on here what's going on oh well i felt bad about messing up your bed so i strung up a couple hammocks for us great (laughs) hammocks yeah you know in certain civilizations the hammock is the ultimate luxury who cares get out i get the top yeah i know he's like whatever yeah you think he's gonna argue and then 
I get the top. He's like, it's pretty cool, but I get the top. He's super chill. You're right. Yeah. He says, you know, he's so tired. He could just crash anywhere. And that Lewis is only there for one more week. Yeah, he says that. So yeah. all he has to do is kick back and relax and it'll all be over soon, basically. And uh, Lewis gets on the bottom hammock and he tells him, oh, and you know, I remember you always said you wanted a skylight in here. So and then just a bunch of water falls onto Donnie's face because, you know, there's a storm going on outside right now. And then a pair of nasty, wet underwear with an elastic still around it falls down. He says, remodeling tip. Never seal up a skylight with elastic from your underwear. Is a good tip. <laughs> Lewis is declassified life survival guide right there. <laughs> <laughs> remodeling survival guide. Yeah, and I always thought that underwear looked so gross. Ugh. It's all nasty and wet and stuff. It's all yellow looking. And, and this always bothered me too because earlier in this episode, Lewis talked about how they have an attic. How does Donnie's room have a skylight directly over it? Oh, well, maybe the attic doesn't go above his room or unless he went straight through yeah, the attic. Yeah, the attic too. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. I know. It's like, so what did he do? He had to like completely chop out part of the ceiling. Yeah. Ridiculous. Needless to say, now Donnie is a little fed up and kicks Lewis out of his room. <laughs> Lewis heads downstairs where we see that the power's gone out from this thunderstorm. He goes over to the couch and takes his comforter and uh, tries to get all cozy on the couch. And I love the way he's like muttering to himself, never let Donnie win stinky sock basketball ever again. <laughs> like he let him he let him win. He gets to lay there in peace for a whole two seconds before the porch doors come flying open and this tree comes landing on the couch. And I used to think this was the funniest thing ever. It's pretty good, actually. I used to laugh so hard. It's just the way the tree lands, just so perfectly. And you can tell someone <laughs> threw it and it just lands perfectly right there. <laughs> the tree just has it out for him, you know. He starts beating the tree with a pillow. That's what always got me. Because like he stands there for a minute, looks at the tree, then he just starts beating it, beating it, beating it. And he's like, what is, what, what is he accomplishing? Then Donnie shows up and then he starts just beating Donnie with the pillow. Oh, Just that's right, yeah. repeatedly. And I loved this, too, where Donnie goes, Why are you whacking me at the pillow? Oh, it's bad. This is my swing. <laughs> like, just suddenly now at like midnight or something during a storm with a tree on the couch. Yeah. She's practicing my swing. I don't know why that never stood out to me until the other day. It reminds me of when he says, Why are you running? Because you're chasing me, Twitty. <laughs> Again, like Donnie's just like, The power is out. What? The power is out. You think? <laughs> I just, I love when he says stuff like that. You think? And then in Close Encounters, when Red says, there's something seriously weird going on with Beans. Oh, you think so? <laughs> like, I just love it. It's good. Because it's like the you don't say meme. That needs to be the new one. Louis Stevens. You think so? Condescending face. Condescending face. He has a few of those faces, yeah. Yep. So Donnie already apologizes. Yeah. It took him all of five minutes to come back downstairs and apologize to Lewis. Donnie doesn't have a big mean streak. No. I just came down to say I'm, I'm sorry for yelling at you and threatening to break you in half. You, you didn't threaten to break me in half. Oh. <laughs> I guess I just thought about doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shy's face. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh yeah, why, why don't we just bunk here? So they 
lay down on the couch and I always loved where Dottie says, hey, you got the remote control for the television? The power is out. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> and so they lay there for a whole other two seconds before the door comes flying open again. <laughs> you probably need to fix the doors than anything else. I know. It's just, <laughs> it's the music. I always used to think that was so funny. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good scene. Oh man. There was one point in my life where I thought that was the funniest thing. It's I mean, it's good. Like it's it. just the way the tree, just the doors open and then yeah. suddenly it's just tree. <laughs> yeah. And just land. Like it's the, there's a huge storm that blows the door open and there's only one tree branch. <laughs> so they cut back to uh, school, the whatever day this is now. I love the way when they cut back, it's supposed to sound like Ren is giving them a big speech, but the tail end is just, so we want reshoots and <laughs> that's like it. That's like all she says. <laughs> <laughs> reshoots Ren it's important Ren Wexler's coming what do we do <laughs> like do you need any prep talk like okay so if anyone asks we need reshoots <laughs> and that's why we're here <laughs> break and then Ryan cuts her off she basically says yeah we're not giving up let's just keep going and they do their give a hoot let's reshoot she's like why do I have to make the decision or something yeah and he goes because you have the most to lose and then she's like oh yeah the whole expelling thing like yeah. that was such a weird exposition i guess i don't know it was just like an awkward line also he would have to expel everybody because they're all doing the same thing yeah anyway. <laughs> but technically she's the ringleader wexler is still upset and she goes i had to stick to my principles so the, the don't talk to a principal about principles see me in my office after school today and that's <laughs> it Cuts to Ren sitting outside of Wexler's office, just waiting to see him. And Lewis shows up with a giant trash can, and he's like, "Well, I was on paper pickup duty or whatever. You're, yeah, what I found is probably going to interest you." And so he just pulls out a bunch of pictures he found, which you know we find out in just a minute are of Wexler. Many different outtakes that he did for his picture in the yearbook. Ren is just freaking out as Lewis keeps unloading these pictures to her. She, she's like, "Oh my, yeah." Then she starts uh, kissing him on the cheek, and he says, "Too much love, too much love." And then it cuts to Wexler entering his office. And Ren was already in there, I guess, because he's in there now, isn't he? How did she get in there? And I don't know. She was waiting for him to call her in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, weird. Kind of weird. Anyway, so by the time he ends up coming back into his office, though, she has already pinned up a bunch of his outtakes onto his little corkboard. Mm -hmm. And he says, holy bunt cakes. <laughs> Where did you get these? Oh, well, I was just wondering which one of these pictures you would like in the yearbook. Ren? You don't understand. The principal's photo has to have a certain amount of dignity. Oh, and exactly how many reshoots did you do until you found one dignified enough? <laughs> Excuse me? Seventeen. And I think it's funny how the way he's posing in these pictures, like even him, he's sneezing, he's this, he's like touching his tie, he's like not even in the frame, like he's bent all the way over. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? What are you doing? <laughs> like, what is wrong with these people at Lawrence Junior High? They cannot sit for a photo. It's insane. It's, you know what I mean? It can't all be the photographer's fault yeah. <laughs> at that point. At some point, you're a grown man, like, just get it together. <laughs> We find out that Wexler had 17 pictures taken, yeah. which I had said in my notes, 17 is an interesting number. It's also 
how many votes Charles Nuck beat Eileen by. It was also 17 votes. I think it might have to do because the show premiered on the 17th. Maybe they huh. just like use that as a lucky charm. Who knows? Or maybe it's just a number. There's like, hmm. hey, what's what's like a random enough number? 17. That's a random yeah, number. Yeah, like they do that again. He's like when uh, Twitty breaks up with Allison. He was like, when did that happen? He's like, I don't know, like 12 seconds ago. Yeah. Like they use random numbers like that. Mm-hmm. So Wexler basically ends up agreeing with Ren that the photographer was incompetent. And he's like, I know, but he came cheap. <laughs> and Wexler starts like shredding his outtake pictures. He basically decides, yeah, I'm the principal. I have to set a good example for everybody if I'm trying to do this and, you know, take a bunch of reshoots. Then, it, you know, it's not fair. Everyone else should, too. And then he's like, so I guess I'll authorize those reshoots. And she's like, oh, yeah, and for everybody else, too, right? And then Ren... Principal Wexler. And then they won. The kids won. They get to have their reshoots. Nice. I know. Such a low stake outcome, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, We're just like, <laughs> yay, and the kids get their reshoots. I mean, it's a good storyline, but if you really like step back and think about it, it's kind of r- ridiculous. Yeah. But that's why I like it. So then the final minute bit is reshoot day with the same photographer. Yeah. Well, it came cheap. But, but that's why every day, even when I was a kid, I watched this and I said, seriously, after everything, you're not going to get a new photographer? He does seem to like try to like get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah, I was just always like, really? The same photographer? Okay. Yeah, so it starts Lewis sitting there and the guy counts down one, two, and then Lewis does that iconic pose. <laughs> Uh, where he shrivels himself up and makes this weird little face. I remember my friend and I had talks of doing that for our picture. Oh my god. (laughs) They would have told you to do, they would have made you do that again. I know, that's what I think we came to the conclusion they wouldn't have let it fly, but we definitely talked about it. Oh my god. (laughs) My mom would have been so mad. So he does the pose and the photographer's like, and he goes, did I look like a shaved dog butt face? (laughs) Pretty much. Perfect. Great. So then Ren sits down to have her picture taken. Everything's great. And then she is immediately about to start to sneeze as soon as the guy starts counting. And I'm just like, seriously now? Seriously. Bro, stop counting. Honestly, you can see that she's maybe about to sneeze. And he's like, one, two. I'm like, are you kidding? It's like, again, like, yeah, like he would have just snapped that picture no matter what she was doing on three. If Yelp existed back then. Oh, he would have zero stars. Yeah, he would have negative eight stars. But then Lewis steps out of the corner of nowhere, has his little finger, puts it under Ren's nose, stops her from sneezing. Yeah. And she smiles a really overly happy smile. It does a little zoom out thingy to show us how it looks in the yearbook, except now the view of the picture is from the view of the actual camera that filmed the episode the view of the yeah it's so funny not the actual picture camera and that always bothered me too yeah <laughs> they should have had like lewis's picture also <laughs> like show his like on the other page and that's it that's it yeah it's a good episode the way i was talking about it like, it doesn't seem like it should have been 44 on my list. Yeah. You know? I mean, for me, it, this is another episode that could kind of be anywhere. Like, literally, all the Lewis stuff is gold. <laughs> I could just watch every scene he was in and, and uh, be thoroughly entertained. Huh. His plot line was, like, obviously lackluster, even though it was entertaining. And, like, her plot line needed more of him in it. But at the same time, I think he was... If you really break it down, 
he was utilized, I think, perfectly in this episode. Yeah. Here's an episode where he's just genuinely trying to help. I like I really liked how they portrayed him in this. And I think that alone makes me move it higher up my list. On top of the fact that it's it was funny. Yeah. I think just overall, you know, it's just a memorable episode and I prioritized that a lot when it came to certain episodes and um, mm-hmm. again thinking of Ren the way her plots usually are this is definitely a standout yeah so I thought it should be a little higher but 30 is like right in the middle in my mind you know it's just like right there oh okay for me like the top 35 is definitely I think prime 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 time I would definitely move this one to number 32 hmm. for me I had I had it at 44 when this is all said and done I'm gonna rearrange some stuff wow yeah but uh do we do MVP? Yeah. So, MVP. Who do you got? Uh, besides Lewis, which who I think is perfect, um, I'd say Donnie. Mm. I didn't think really anyone else really stood out. Yeah. Honestly, I just said Ryan. Yeah. He doesn't do anything, but he's he has such a warm presence in this episode. Yeah. No, he does, and that's why he's great, but... He's better in Secret World of Girls, I think. Yeah, of course. <laughs> him and Beans. Yeah, he's good. He's not bad. I just like having him around. He's only in two episodes. and That's true, yeah. I like his presence, so I'm giving it to him. Yeah, he has a good... He does... You're right. He has a really good presence on screen, mm-hmm. which is why I think people remember him so much, even in small roles. So, even though we kind of talked about most of it, it is time for some trivia. Is it true? Did you know? That- for your information, is it true that... What does that mean? What do you got? Because I have some pop culture stuff, so. Okay. My stuff's pretty much just about the actors. Like, Brendan Jefferson, his last acting role ever was in 2004, which is funny because Holes came out in 03. Yep. So that was, like, one of the last things he ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I mean, if you were just around in the 90s watching kids stuff or even the early 2000s, like, you'll recognize him for sure. You might not know where. Um, I'm trying to think. What was the decom? He was in Xenon, right? Was he? Oh, no, he was one of the friends in space. Oh, he was in The Other Me. Oh, The Other Me. That's the other one. Yeah, yeah and Xenon. That's right. Oh, my God. Wait a what? minute. I think... Oh, my God. I think I just made a connection. What? All right. I just Googled Brendan Jefferson and everything that he's been in. And one of the mm-hmm. things is he was on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Yeah. Do you know that story? About him and Dr. Quinn? No, Shia. Oh, uh, I won't, no, you're asking why I went into show business? Yes. Because uh, I was broke. Okay. And it was, seemed like a good way to make money. How this did you how know there was money involved? Did you see someone? I did. I, we, we, I used to surf uh, in Malibu at this place where you had needed a key to get in. It's called Point Doom. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, a friend of mine had the key, and my friend also knew uh, a kid who was on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. And he had, like, this really fresh Doyle board, like, all brand new clothes, a Game Boy, the light-up shoes. I was like, this guy is living the life. Right. Who were his parents. Right. And then I found out that it wasn't his parents, it was him, and he had gotten a gig on the show, and I'm going, well, I need the light-up shoes now. Right. So how did you get that? <laughs> totally, yeah. It was, you think that was Brandon Jefferson? It might be. I mean, that's a pretty specific show. Because they already knew each other from monkey business when... Oh, and that, yeah, that was a good point, yeah. That's what I'm saying, when they were, Whoa, like, really, yeah, really, yeah. really young. And Whoa, so... that's weird. Yeah, and so maybe it was Brendan Jefferson who had the light-up shoes oh, that Shia said, I need the light-up shoes. I need to I need to start yeah. doing more acting and get on some shows. Whoa. No, that's totally true. Wow. I'm going with it. I'm going with it, too. There's that That's too specific of a show, I think. Yeah. 
That's true. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I'm amazed. I like it. Me too. There's well, the there. That's some trivia. Yeah. Piecing it together. Basically, some things I probably already said. The photographer, Mr. Capizzi, is played by Wesley Mann, who was Mr. Lawler on That's a Raven, who was the mm-hmm. spitting principal. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then we talked about the dentist, Carlos Alizraki, uh, the Dr. Paz. And he was the voice of the Taco Bell dog and all this other stuff. A lot of stuff on his his page to this day that looked like there was a lot. Um, And then, so some pop culture-y kind of stuff. The tree scene could potentially be a nod to Poltergeist, the scene where the tree comes in the window. Oh, yeah, totally. During a crazy storm or whatever. Didn't even think about that, yeah. Uh, I didn't either, but I saw that uh, written up. And then Ren's chant, the give a hoot, let's reshoot. It's like a offshoot of Woodsy Owl from 1977 that said, give a hoot, don't pollute. Oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently that was a thing. Um, Plus you got Regis Philbin. Oh, yep. Regis Philbin. You probably got that. Yep. No, I forgot about that one, but yeah, you're right. So Regis Philbin. Because at that point, was he doing... Live with he was doing millionaire. He was doing millionaire. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, millionaire. I think started in two thousand, I believe. And then he was live with Regis and Kathy Lee. And then there's a line where, uh, towards the end, when Lewis says that he was on paper pickup or whatever, and you know that's nothing new. So Ren says, "Oh, I'll alert the media." That's from Arthur, nineteen eighty one. Yes. So in Wexler's office, there's a picture of Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Still. When in 2001, uh, George W. Bush was sworn in. So I think, I'm just saying, I think the episode was filmed. I uh, literally had that written in my trivia, but then I thought, eh, I, I figured yeah. it's not that important because it just probably was filmed earlier. I thought that too, but then um, it came up a lot in the comments on YouTube. And so I was like, I should probably mention it. Hmm. Yeah, that's it, I think. Yeah. If that's everything. Then it is time for some tweets. L, I'm not sure what she's talking about. She doesn't, it might be in response to another tweet she said or something, but she says, does anyone else remember that episode of Even Stevens where Ren gets dental work done and her face swells up for picture day? Well, it's kind of like that. Very good. (laughs) Don't know what you're explaining, but then someone says, it's picture day. I should pull an Even Stevens face. (laughs) Ha ha. It's probably the Lewis face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lindsay says, my cheeks are all swollen. I kind of look like a cross between a fish, Angelina Jolie, and Ren from that one episode of Even Stevens. <laughs> I don't know if it would be a cross between that. It'd probably just be Ren from I know. Stevens. She just said, my cheeks are swollen. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ren from yeah, Even okay. Stevens. <laughs> okay. It's really interesting to see what certain people remember. So there are a few people who remember the hammock thing from this Hmm. so we got some tweets here at ssndgm says i want you to know that ever since i was like five and saw even stevens and feasted my eyes upon hammock bunk beds in all caps the thought has never left me and i will own them one day yeah shelby says remember how donnie from even stevens had a hammock for a bed i want that yep always had it (laughs) i know 
at classic OG33 says, even Stevens was the reason I wanted a hammock as a bed. And then another person posted a picture of them in a hammock with the quote, in certain civilizations, the hammock is the ultimate luxury. Louis Stevens, even Stevens. <laughs> then my favorite, one of the best things, Gabe posted the clip of Hey Mr. Man Mail, the song, and just captioned it with, remember when even Stevens invented feminism? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Totally. It was started here, folks. And then he replied to his own tweet with a gif of that lady with the megaphone and then the microphone at the end of the megaphone like trying really okay. to be heard and with the lyrics he just wrote hey mr man mail you're not a master should be like screaming it sabria says my first encounter with feminism was watching even stevens and listening to hey mr man mail you're not our master on guitar another person mel says does anyone get that sister stand strong song from even stevens stuck in their head often or am i just an idiot or both This is great because I feel like we all mishear things and just don't get things. Um, At LZANY13 says, there was a song from Even Stevens that was like, hey, Mr. Mailman, you're not our master. (laughs) Sister, stand strong. Or maybe I'm making it up. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Nope, those are the lyrics. Hey, Mr. Mailman, you're not our master. Like literally mailman, one word, M-A-I-L, the mailman. I know, that's the best part. When I was a kid, I always thought that too. When they said... Yeah, I didn't I didn't know what it meant. I was like, man mail. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. No, yeah, I was like, why are they saying mailman backwards? You know, it just didn't make sense. <laughs> hey, Mr. Mailman. <laughs> you're not a master. Oppressive mailmen. <laughs> the U.S. Postal Service is oppressive. The U.S. Postal Service. I'm talking to all of you. UPS, FedEx. We're coming for all of the you. Postal Service. The U.S. Postal Service is preventing us from learning about women's <laughs> studies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, lots about the song. Um, another person just quoted, Hey, Mr. Man Man, you're not our master. Sister Stan Strong, I love even Stevens, they said. Another person, while they were doing the Women's March, this in back in 2017, oh. they said, hashtag together we stand, hashtag Women's March, where's the even Stevens Sister Stan Strong clip when you need it? It's funny because like part of the that sequence in the episode, it almost feels like a like a parody of I know. feminism. I know. It also tries to be like kind of serious about it. It's just really a dose of both. And it's kind of funny actually how it works out. But Just two more. Harley says, oh my God, I haven't watched Even Stevens in over 10 years and I still remembered the mom's protest song. <laughs> I'm telling you. Telling you put a song into something, man. People remember. Yep. And the last one is just from at Drummer's Girl. Even Stevens is the reason why we get reshoots for photos. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Even Stevens invented f- reshoots. And feminism. <laughs> and feminism. Legendary show. Yeah, so that's all the tweets. So I have one YouTube comment. There were literally 20 times the amount of comments of normal episodes on mm-hmm. YouTube. 
And I think it was because it might not have been put on um, Disney Plus right away, mm. which apparently now it's on there. But um, of all the comments, they were all just pretty generic stuff. One of the comments um, I put says, quote, does this show cheer you up after school when you were a kid? I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just love it. I'm a fan. So second to last thing here. Best quote. I think I kind of said mine as I was going through, but my ones I jotted down. My number one, I think, would have to be, it looks like you're smuggling meatballs from the cafeteria. Yeah, so I wrote down just smuggling meatballs. Yeah. That would be what mine would be. Yeah, I always say the full sentence, always. Of course. Then my second one is basically just the tagline <laughs> of, it's like a whole federal case. If you, if you, you know, something comes up in life and I'm like, oh my God, it's yeah. like a whole federal case. Say that a lot. The, I'm sorry, there's so many rules in this house. It's hard to keep them all straight. And I just tagged on, I'm just practicing my swing <laughs> because I never noticed that before and it just made me laugh. Yeah. So my, yeah, man, I had a few here. I really liked, I don't want to look like Regis Philbin. Yeah. <laughs> that really made me laugh. The smuggling meatballs is a classic. I'm probably going to have to go with that's what you get for being a high achiever. Yeah. That's a classic. I use that one the most, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good one. Even Stevens, I mean, going back to the meatball thing, they just, they have such visual line, like quotes like that or like the sliding on the ice thing. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. I think that's why a lot of us remember a lot of things. Yeah. Sticks in our minds like that. Yeah. So last but not least, one of our new things we're going to try to do alternate episode title so we've talked about the episode yeah. everything we both actually s- agreed that we don't really like the title Shutterbugged. so i came up with one the other day uh it just came to me and i was like yep not gonna overthink it so do you have one or should i go first you go first okay again these are gonna be so corny but as soon as i came up with this i said well that has to be what it is so my alternate title is say cheeks <laughs> <laughs> I really like that actually. That's really good. <laughs> Say cheeks. Uh, that's a good one. Is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. Say cheeks. That's a good one. That's better. Mine's literally just smuggling meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> she has literally just lifted a quote and just made it the title. <laughs> smuggling meatballs. Love it. And I think that'll do it for this episode, guys. Yep. Um, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow on all of the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even stevensrank.com. Feel free to leave a voicemail via the phone number in the description or email us a voice recording, however you want to do it. As long as we hear from you, that's all that matters. All the links will be in the description. And we will see you guys in the next episode. See you.